The world is a beautiful but challenging place to live. And let's face it, life hits hard sometimes. So if you find your hopes and dreams and mental well-being needs a boost, you're tuned in to the right podcast. Welcome to Inspire Us with your host, Jay Paul Nadeau, a former hostage negotiator turned motivational speaker and acclaimed author of Take Control of Your Life. And now, here's your host, Jay Paul Nadeau. Hello and welcome to Inspire Us. I want to take a few moments just to notify you that I have released a couple of new books and I think they would be of interest to many of you out there. My first book was called Take Control of Your Life and it is about taking control of your life when it comes to self-sabotage. It is helping a lot of people and I'm very proud of that book. I recently released a book on negotiations for life and business. So if you want to know how to get more out of life, how to ask and receive, I would recommend that you pick up Damn It, Just Ask. And if you're that kind of person that loves to journal or you're thinking about journaling, I've released another book called the Take Control of Your Life Companion Journal. Both of them are available on Amazon and they will make a difference in your life, guaranteed. Now, as far as this episode, imagine being given news that because of a kidney stone, you are going to lose the use of your limbs. How would you react to that kind of news? To becoming a person who cannot use their limbs. My next guest is that person. My next guest chose an attitude of amazing strength. And I won't tell you anything further. It's just such an inspirational episode. And without any further delay, it is my pleasure to introduce you to the inspiring Merlina Valentine. Hello, Merlina, and welcome to Inspire Us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here. Dan from Speaker Slam has sent me some incredible speakers. And he, when he sent me your story, I thought, yes, we just have to get you on and give you an opportunity to tell your incredible story because it's one of resilience. It's one of, of it's a motivational story and inspire us here. Well, that's what we do. We try to motivate and inspire people. And I was reading about what you suffered and I had no clue what this was. And I, I'm sure that a lot of my listeners, our listeners today, won't have a clue of what sepsis is, how you got it, number one. I'd like to know how you handled getting the news, what it did to you, and how your life has changed since then. Why don't you tell us what it is? Absolutely. So I'll begin with um, my encounter with sepsis as I was an elementary school principal and I was welcoming my families back to a new school year when an excruciating pain in my side hit and I said, oh, this is different. I have to get this checked out. And so that's what I did. And I went to the doctor and I was diagnosed with a kidney stone, which is pretty common. So I was not concerned. However, I was told on Tuesday, I would see someone on Friday to get my course of treatment. I never made it to Friday. On Tuesday night, I was violently ill, felt like the worst case of the flu ever. And I began to seek medical treatment. 
And I went to several hospitals in the course of a few days. I missed the first day of school because I was too sick to even lift my head off the pillow. And I finally arrived at the fourth and final hospital via ambulance where I overheard the doctors say to the nurses that if I'd gotten there 30 minutes later, they were not sure I would make it. That night, my family was told I had a less than 10% chance of surviving the night. And that if I did, my life as I knew it would never again be the same. That kidney stone blocked my kidney and an infection was ravaging my body. And I was experiencing sepsis, which is the body's overwhelming and life-threatening response to infection. It can lead to tissue damage and organ failure, and ultimately it could lead to death. And for me, that's what almost happened. I was in major organ failure at that point. And I, as you see, I did make it through um, that first night, beat those impossible odds, but my, my battle was far from over. I was on a ventilator for three weeks in the intensive care unit. And I spent months in the hospital fighting and clawing my way back from the brink of death. That sepsis um, nearly cost me my life. But I kept fighting and I kept trusting that everything was going to work out and be okay. Following the hospital stay, I was sent home for nine months with my limbs still attached. And as a result of sepsis and the treatment needed to save my life, there was a problem with the blood flow to my extremities. And so for nine months, I watched as my limbs died off in front of my eyes as they tried to save as much of my limbs as possible. And I learned that I would be facing the amputations of both of my hands and both of my legs below the knee. Now, for someone who's so independent and so passionate about being an educator, you can expect that that news was devastating. However, I decided that I would get to respond to this tragedy in the way that I could use this message to inspire the thousands of students that I told for years to never give up, to persevere. And now I had to walk that talk. And so receiving the news that I was experiencing sepsis and that it would have a life-changing effect on me as becoming a quadruple amputee, um, I believe that the strength that I didn't know was inside of me, it came out when it needed to. And it was the fact that I am so passionate about living life and living out my purpose, what I call my why, which is to be there as an educator, but also to be there as a model for the people in my community and the world that resilience and perseverance and tenacity and all those things that I possess, I use them to bring me to a better place when I receive the news. And my positive attitude about it all was probably the reason why I'm so successful and why I overcame so much adversity in dealing with everything that I did. And just to let you know, two years to the date of my illness, when people said it was impossible for me to consider going back to being a principal. Well, I'm someone that doesn't believe in impossible. I believe in proving what's possible. I didn't just walk back into my school as principal. That would be regular and ordinary. I'm pretty extra. I danced my way back in and I went <laughs> principal again. And so that is the, the whole point of why I fought so hard to get back to what I love to do. What an absolutely inspiring story. And I cannot imagine what that must have been like for you. Can you go back, and I don't want you to go back for too long, but can you think of a time when you had received the news and you were, you were bedridden for nine months 
was your mindset always positive or was there something that that changed it? Was there a time where you felt very sad and uncertain and something happened to switch your mindset? Or did you go in and just say, I'm not getting beat by anything? It happened really early in my hospital stay, actually when I was still on a ventilator and unable to communicate. I remember hearing a doctor say to the nurse that he wasn't sure I'd be there in the morning, that my vital signs were very grim and that they probably needed to call in my family. And I watched the clock and the hour hand ticking each hour until the morning came and I saw my family arrive for visiting hours. And I realized in that moment that my life was saved and that I was chosen to go on a very different path and that with this second chance at life, I could either sit there and feel sorry for myself that it happened and ask why me, or I could do what I always told children to do. I could say, why not me? Why would I be exempt from all the hardships that life can have? And now was an opportunity for me to prove that I could turn these obstacles into opportunities. And in that moment, I made a decision that I was going to wake up every day and choose to be positive, to embrace this change and let it transform me instead of making me conform to what others thought I should be. And so very early on, that made my mindset what it needed to be to go forward. There were times things were very uncertain. I did not know what having four amputations and being a quadruple amputee would bring in my life. But every day I woke up and I chose to decide to be positive about it all and embrace what was happening because resisting it would get me nowhere and feeling sorry for myself and hosting pity parties would not make me uh, get back to my quality of life. So my decision to be uh, the person I needed to be to overcome this, it happened way back in that intensive care unit in the first week of my illness. Well, I got to say that you are an inspiration and that, that attitude there you not only talk the talk, you walk the walk. And, and uh, you had been telling your students, and I'm imagining that your students are quite young, uh, young people. You were the principal of young students. Yes, I had pre-K to fifth grade students, 650 precious little scholars. So I walked back in there and I was a living, breathing model model for them of perseverance. And it felt very good. I, I hated to retire in 2016 with 30 years, but I still am able to work with schools and students to be able to continue to live out my passion. Oh, I imagine that uh, all kinds of people want to get you to inspire them because you made such great points about how we can take control of our thoughts and how we can choose to respond to the adversities that come our way. And you also made the point that we don't get to choose what comes our way, and, and but we get to choose how we respond to it. And I know that a lot of people are suffering right now, Merlina, um, with COVID-19, losing their jobs, nothing compared to what you went through. But in everyone's mind, we all kind of look at adversity differently. Uh, and and we, we either choose to get beyond it or we get swallowed up by it. And what I love is that you never gave up and you never got swallowed up. And in fact, you became that inspiration to so many young people and you still are. Uh, what is life like for you now, Merlina? What, what, what's your life like now? My life is incredible. And many people are surprised when I share that if I'm always asked if I could go back to the beginning of my illness and things could turn out differently and treatment would have happened uh, in a different way. And I possibly could not be a quadruple amputee. Would I choose that route? And I'm emphatically going to say absolutely not. 
the life that I live now is incredible. I have a platform that I never imagined. I have a message that resonates with everyone because everyone deals with adversity. And so I'm able now to use my story and to use what happened to me to say to others that you too have the same strength that I have inside. You got to pull it out of you. You too are resilient. You can rely on your support systems. You can connect with your why. You can embrace this change that may come into your life unexpectedly. I often say change chose me. And then I had to decide how I would manage it before it managed me. And so now I am out as a um, national speaker and I just became an international speaker and um, inspirational speaker of the year for Speaker Slam for 2020. And so I'm out here sharing my messages with audiences all over the world. Um, now I'm in the virtual space as well, something I never envisioned because of the pandemic, but I'm enjoying just the fact that I continue to be on this mission to encourage others to never give up, to persevere, and to know that you know life is what you make it, and it's the decisions that will determine your final destination. It's not your circumstances. No, you are absolutely right about that. And I just applaud your attitude, your strengths, and how you encourage others something terrible happened to you. And, and it happens to so many people. There's so many people suffering out there from terrible accidents, or uh, in your case, something medical like this, who are choosing to give up because they feel overwhelmed by their circumstances. But with someone like you, with your voice out there, sharing your remarkable story, and Every sentence that you that you make, you're dropping these real great nuggets of information. And you're obviously in control. You know, nothing is in control of you but you. And and I I I think that is amazing. I'm sure that you captivate every audience that you're in front of, but that it is a that is a message that we all need to hear now. Is it despite what is handed to us. We have a choice. We can turn things around. As you said earlier, you wake up in the morning and you choose your attitude for the day. You, you don't let your circumstances defeat you. And as you said, your, your life has actually been enriched because you are enriching the lives of others. And oh my God, it, it's, it's just so uh, refreshing to hear someone like you. And I've, I've had incredible guests on my show who have spoken the way that you have too. And I just know that we all have the ability out there. Is there anything that you would tell people who may be struggling with their personal circumstances on how to, how to get through it and how to persevere? Uh, could you give just a couple of more pieces of your, your golden information to our listeners out there? I think one of the big points for me was that I realized early on that a lot of what happened to me in the early stages of my illness and my medical tragedy could have been avoided. And most people expected me to be bitter because something tragic happened to me that potentially could have been a very different outcome. But I decided that I could be bitter and what would that bring to my life? More bitterness, more anger and frustration. And then what would my support system look like? No one would want to be around someone who's always angry and upset. I decided that I would wake up every day and choose to be better, better today than I was the day before. So I let go of all of those feelings. And when people ask me about it, I say, I don't hold on to those things that don't bring joy to my life. Um, I wake up in the morning and for whatever reason, I'm excited about each new day. And it's because of what I've been through. 
but in the morning when my husband is doing my hair and makeup because I am a quadruple amputee and I need assistance, he works on the outside of me and I get to work on the inside of me. And we all can do that. I start out by saying, what am I grateful for today? I list three things every single morning that I'm grateful for. And it begins my day with a grateful heart. And then it's very difficult for me to feel any other emotion but gratitude and joy. And I think if we all would just focus on that, you can't feel joy at the same time and feel sadness. Those two don't don't coexist. And so by me waking up that way and beginning my day that way, I'm always ready for what life will bring to me because every day I encounter some new obstacle, something that will be a barrier to me being able to do what I love to do, but I'm prepared for it and I'm motivated to overcome it. You see, I believe early on that a lot of people focus on proving those who don't believe in them wrong. Well, I grab hold of the positives and I always say, I am out here to prove those who believe in me right. And when I spend my energy doing that, somehow great things just flow my way. So that's my advice. Wake up with a grateful heart and believe in yourself and prove to others what might be possible. Merlina, you uh, you just touched on so many things that uh, many of my guests and myself, we talk about all the time. It starts at the very moment that you wake up and the first couple thoughts that you put in your head, uh, you don't leave your life to chance. Uh, you make a decision that it's going to be a good day and you, you say these mantras and then you go into your closet, the closet in your brain, the one that has two different uh, wardrobes. On the one side, there is sadness, there's loneliness, there's uncertainty, there's shame, there's guilt, there's regret. But on the other side, oh, wow, it's, it's brilliant. It's got love. It's got purpose. It's got all kinds of things that, that can really enhance our lives and the lives of others. And you do that every day. Wow, you are such a blessing. And I thank you so much. And I, I'm sure everybody else does. Having listened to this has been so inspiring. How can people reach out to you? How can they, they get you to speak for them? Do you have a book? How can people reach out to you? So I have all of that. I've written two books. Uh, I have an adult book, which is really um, my memoir of what happened and, and how I overcame so much. And it is found on Amazon and it is called Living Life Without Limits, L-I-M-B, um, because I have no limbs. And then I have a children's book that describes how a precious flower named Daisy lost four of her petals, but continued to live life boldly and beautifully. And it's called Daisy the Extra Special Flower. I also have a website and it's www.sherovalentine.net and that is S-H-E-R-O because someone once called me a Shiro and decided to build my website and I embraced it and said, you know, that's not my intent to go out feeling that way, but if I can make you feel that way about life and who I am, then go for it. So on that website, you can find all the information you need about booking me, about emailing me and contacting me for whatever reason. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, Merlina Valentine. So find me there. Merlina, you have been a ray of sunshine on this cold Toronto day. Uh, it is for, I don't know when I'm going to be putting up this episode, but uh, at the moment it's February and it's cold, but you have been that ray of sunshine who's brought warmth into my life. And I know that once this is released, you're going to bring that warmth into the lives of others. Thank you so much for sharing your time, your wisdom, your energy, and your purpose with us. You've been Thank an absolute Thank you so blessing. much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Anytime I get to bring sunshine to someone else's life, I've made my day as well. Well, you certainly have for us, and we thank you from the bottom Thanks. of our hearts.
Thank you. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another insightful episode. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave your comments. For more information, check out our website at www.inspireus.ca. Remember, it's not what happens to us that matters most. It's how we respond to what happens to us that does. Stay strong and resilient. 